DJ and PK, time to talk University of Utah football now with Frank Dolce, Ute analyst for the Zone Sports Network. He joins us right now on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Get $100 off the redesigned Apple Watch 4 with a new line of service. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Frank, good morning. Good morning, guys. Hope you had a nice weekend. We did have a nice weekend. And I assume that you watched a little Pac-12 football over the weekend trying to assess what you saw from the Utes on Thursday night and what you saw around the conference and watching USC right. starting quarterback go down. It's a nasty blow for them week one. Yeah, that's too bad. That's too bad. I, he, he looked like uh, he was playing really well, too, and, and they had that whatever they're calling their new air raid offense. It uh, looked like they had it kind of going along there. So I, I, I hate to see that, and I hate to see the, uh, the season-ending injury. So tough, tough break for, for USC. I, I, I did think it's interesting, uh, just in case people were worried about USC, there's, man, they have a ton of athletes running around out there. And so the USC that we thought might be a little bit down, now maybe with the quarterback situation, it, it, it holds true, but that's a team that's going to be dangerous. Yeah, you look at this as you call it the air raid, and obviously that's from Leach. And we've seen Leach over a number of years, over a number of different players, just sort of replace and plug with the new quarterback, but yet the offense stays the same, and they usually have success. Now, Harold, the new coordinator, played for Leach. You know, he's not Leach, obviously, but he comes from that tree. So going forward here, they're going to bring in, most likely, if they just move up the depth chart, and that's what they did on Saturday. They brought in the freshman, who is a first-year freshman, not a redshirt freshman, but a first-year freshman. So I'm wondering, offensively, do you think really, even though this kid is very young, we're going to see much change because if you look at the Mike Leach style and history, no matter who they put in there, the offense basically stays the same. I I don't think you'll see much change in what they want to do on the offensive side. It's it's just going to be the will the new will the new quarterback, will the freshman be able to execute at the same Level. That's the that's been kind of the thing with Leach is that he replaces a guy year after year, and the productivity is still extremely high, and the efficiency, the quarterback efficiency, is extremely high. And it's it's not a, it's not necessarily an easy offense for a quarterback to run. So that would be my my big question mark is is the quarterback going to be able to run that offense? I, they're they're going to run the same stuff. I don't think they're going to change it up, but. Will he be able to run that offense with the same efficiency um, that that they were running before, even with all of the athletes and everything else that's happening? So, uh, that, I I think for for USC that's just a big question going through the, through the rest of the year is how how quickly can the freshmen come up to speed and and keep things clicking at the same pace. Frank Dolce joining us here. So uh, you're going to see USC uh, play Stanford, who also lost their quarterback. Uh, that was looked like a concussion, so presumably they'll get him back at some point, but maybe not this weekend. Uh, and then you're going to see him play BYU. Did you see enough of BYU in that Utah game to feel like they'll give you a good read on USC? And if so, what will you be looking for? I yeah, I like. I, I mean, I think that's a. I think that's a good match. And by the way, I I don't know. I don't know how that that wasn't a tar- that that 
hit against Costello, it doesn't turn into a targeting penalty. I just don't, even after all the replays and everything else, they don't give a targeting on that. That seems kind of textbook to me, but regarding USC and, and BYU, that, I think that's, I think that's a good matchup. I think BYU showed, uh, you know, quite a bit in the game against Utah and, and, to, to me, the difference is that in, in that game, well, Utah was able to run the ball pretty effectively, and and Moss was pretty darn good. But the turnovers are just that, those that, that killed that killed BYU. We talked about that before the game. Two two pick sixes and a fumble. Those those things you just it's really difficult to overcome. And and on the other side, Utah was clean in that game. So um, BYU will have to be kind of the same thing. Is good, really good at the line of scrimmage. On the offensive side, I don't think there's any question they're going to be good up front. They'll need to rely, I think, a little bit more on the running game rather than you know seven carries for Williams. I think you're going to have to be more in the 20 range with the same productivity. So he was he was averaging six and a half yards a carry, close to that. And if he can if he can carry the ball 20 plus times and average a little over five five and a half yards a carry, I think they'll be in really good shape and. And then Wilson, you know, he's just going to have to be a little more protective of the football and and not put himself or put his team into those situations where they're giving up defensive defensive scores. On the other side, I still, you know, I I was I was more impressed. I thought that I thought Utah would manage BYU's defense a little bit better, and and I thought BYU played um, a little more stout on the defensive side side than I than I expected going into that game. So I thought that was a good sign. And, and so I think the matchup with, with BYU and USC is, is, is really good at, at BYU. I still think the, that if you look at it and break everything down, the athleticism falls on the side of USC, and that probably determines or, or could very well determine the outcome of the game. Although now starting the freshman quarterback for USC, that that's another fact that you have to look into it. But I, I still think USC's athleticism overcomes the day. As far as the Ute offense, I thought that was the prototypical offense of what we're going to see all year. Basically, the number one emphasis is going to be don't turn the ball over. If we don't turn the ball over, our chances of winning go up exponentially. So what we saw in game one, maybe not so much in this week and the next week because the competition isn't expected to be as difficult, but once they get into conference play, it's going to be what we saw. Do not take chances with that football, and as long as you don't do that, everything's going to be okay. Yes. Well, I think you're talking specifically about uh, Tyler Huntley and how he managed the passing game. <laughs> the, the run game was was great, and I and I I like to see Utah run the ball that way and run that often. I don't I don't care. I, I like that kind of football, but I still think they need to be a little more productive in the pass game. I have no problem with you know the 13 of 16 or whatever he turned out whatever he turned out in that that game, and that's great. Efficiency, but 106, 105, 106 yards through the air, I think, is going to be difficult to overcome as you go through the rest of the schedule. And like you said, maybe not the next two weeks, but as you get into Pac-12 play, I think you're going to have to be a little more productive in the pass game in terms of yardage. So, but I, I think you're exactly right that the mantra of 
you know, don't turn the ball over, especially in the passing game. Don't turn the ball over. I think you could see that uh, maybe hesitance from Tyler Huntley in his willingness to throw the ball downfield. He dropped back to pass and and look and look, and then he was he was moving pretty quickly. And maybe that will calm down a little bit too. You know, after the first effort, everybody's excited in the first game, so we'll see how that goes. But no question about it, it's it's a it's a run based. Um, throw the ball when you need to kind of offense, and there is a significant emphasis on keeping the keeping possession of the ball and not giving it over to the other team. So do you think it changes at all if they're in a close game? Because I thought once they got the lead at 16-6 on the first drive of the third quarter, then it was basically just take the air out of the ball and end the game because they just didn't think – the BYU is going to win at that point. But in a conference game, will it be different? I mean, they're not really going to have that many games where they only throw 16 passes, are they? I, I wouldn't think so. I mean, I, if Coach Winningham could run the ball, you know, 60 times a game and, and win the game, then I think he would, I right. think he would do that. Uh, but I just – I, I don't think the competition is going to allow you to do that going through maybe maybe not the next couple of weeks, but but I but when you get into the, you know playing against Washington and 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 they're going to be you know they're going to they're going to key on Zach Moss and they're going to key on that running game and they have the talent to to potentially slow that down and and when when you play against that kind of competition you're going to have to be a little more balanced. Um, with your offensive attack, so yeah, I don't. If he could, if he could, if he could run the ball seventy-five percent of the time, and and he could win a bunch of games that way, then I think he would do that. But I just don't think the competition is going to allow you to do that once you get into the Pac-12 schedule. So the passing game is going to have to come along. The produ- productivity in the passing game is going to have to come along. See, I think that in those games, he's going to buckle it down even more because in those games, you cannot afford turnovers even more so because the competition's better. Against the Cougars, they could have had a turnover or two, and it would have been just fine. And maybe the nature of the game will dictate otherwise, but I see him even going more conservative in these huge games that they have. And at that point, you know, if it doesn't work, then you open it up. But until it proves that it doesn't work. You keep the ball and you punt the ball, and then we'll rely on our defense to set up our offense. Yeah. So I'm expecting even more yeah. conservatism. <laughs> so you, you think that the percentage is gonna is gonna go higher? So he's not gonna just keep running the running and running and and maybe never throw the ball. I I think it's situational. I mean, if you get into a game against the uh, against the Pac-12 opponent and you go up and and then you can control the clock and your run game's doing okay, then I, I, I don't think that's too far-fetched to say they should be, it becomes more conservative. Uh, I, it's probably situational. If you go into a game and your run game's doing okay, but you find yourself on the other side of the scoreboard and, and you have to start throwing the ball and, and the passing game has to be more effective, then maybe you see it. You see it open up a little bit, but that's an interesting that's an interesting take. Is that uh, as conservative as I thought Utah was 
uh, on Thursday. Maybe they even become more conservative as they get into these bigger games. I, I, I don't know if that's going to be the case, but uh, I, I still feel like Utah and, and Tyler Huntley are going to have to be a little more productive. But uh, if Zach Moss is running the ball the way that he did and he's averaging you know, 175 or 200 yards a game, then that certainly has proven to be a winning formula in the past. All right, so let's now look at the whole season. Northern Illinois, 16 passing attempts over or under. Oh, man. I, I think Utah's going to be able to run the ball pretty effectively against Northern Illinois. So, but I, I also think they wanna, they'll want to work on some stuff in the passing game. So I'm going to take a chance, and I'm going to go over on 16 passing attempts against Northern Illinois. In your heart of hearts, Frank, do you really believe that BYU is so poo-poo? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Well, youth fans want to know why not. Because you know there are a lot of youth fans driving around and go, yeah, yeah, they are. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, those are those are rivalry, rivalry things that happen inside the locker rooms on both sides. That's where it should stay. You know, you you make comments like that in the in the locker room, and then you know everybody gets all fired up, and you know we're going to do this and we're going to do that, and then but then you don't. <laughs> I don't know that you necessarily take that to the podium um, <laughs> after the game, and those those are your post game comments. I I I I mean I I know. I know Tyler Hartley's personality a little bit, and I think he was just trying to trying to have some fun. and And of course, those comments will be will be taken and and blown apart, and maybe even blown out of proportion <laughs> here and there. But when I heard it, when when we when we heard it afterwards, and listening to the to the to the post game presser, I just <laughs> I just kind of scratched my head about it. Man, we, when when do we uh, when do we when do we finally figure out that no matter what we say, so everything's being recorded. It's always being recorded. Somebody's always listening and and um, you know, I don't I think you just have to be I think you just have to be careful about some of the comments that you make. So I <laughs> I don't know. I think I I I thought BYU played played pretty well. And and the game went a lot the way that we thought it might go and and you know, pretty tough contest and turnovers made a huge difference and and you know let's let's leave it in that and wish everybody luck the rest of the season until you get together at the beginning of next season so i don't uh, i don't think i feel that same way about uh byu's football program all right frank we will leave it there thanks for joining us and we will talk to you again next week All right, guys, I sure can't wait. Love having college football back.